Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're sorry we gave you another break last week. Sorry, it just became we a got lot. too full and we just couldn't do it. Couldn't we, do it. We couldn't. So you missed, the be- we, you missed the Beatitudes and uh, we get to jump right into a parable that is crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, right? is a, this is a challenging parable week. Um, challenging parable week on the British Bake Off. No, wait. <laughs> the Bible off. That's the theme of the week, challenging parable. Challenging parable. Well, and Make ne- it out of pastry. Next week's kind of meh, too, right? It's another, we have, a, yeah, few, we have so. a few rough texts pre-new uh, pre church year, right, I guess you would say? Because yeah. in reality, we kind of, we're shifting. So mm-hmm. first Sunday in December is the start of the new church year. It's Advent. the start of Advent. So, so we're kind of... Winding down and, uh, you know, these texts have, all, all texts have value. They all have meaning. They all have a great um, level of context and pieces to weave together. Some are a lot easier to wrestle with than others. And mm-hmm. and so this week um, on a sunny day, I'm just going to point out the weather. because Oh, yeah. Yet, I was you know? like, oh, was like, it's, it's cold, um, but at least it's sunny today. Yesterday we had some sleet and it was meh. It was pretty bleh. Ugh. But, um, Yuck. Yeah. So, but this week we get the parable of uh, the ten bridesmaids. Ten bridesmaids, yeah. Right. What Brought is that to you by one Matthew. old um, seven brides for seven brothers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> musical. That's what I was. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, you know yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. Well, it, was, it popped into my head too. I was like, hey, there's uh, there's songs. No, not quite. But like, you maybe know. this would be more fun if it was a musical. Um. You could have some pyrotechnics with this one, right? Like, Ooh. I mean, you could play with lamps and light, Ooh, and yeah. right. So maybe, maybe this is just waiting for that opportunity. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read this, <laughs> and we're going to dive in. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I still don't know. I mean, I normally tell you I don't know what I'm doing with my sermon. I really, at this point, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm still putting pieces together. Um, in part because this story is this is a, first off caveat. This is a parable. Mm-hmm. This is not meant to be literal, mm-hmm. which is really helpful. Um, cause this is kind of crazy, mm-hmm. but then I still, I'm still trying to figure out the different layers and what this means in a way that is, um, is it's, is cohesive and, and, um, meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think I've got some inklings, but I'm still wrestling with things. So, so we'll dig the, into yeah. it and maybe we'll figure out, you know, and also this is kind of setting the tone. The Beatitudes were kind of set apart and even the week before with doing no, last week was All Saints. The week, week before was, Saints, yeah. was Reformation. Reformation, right? Those were two kind of set apart things. And now we're kind of getting into this new rhythm of new parables. So maybe we'll even think about how we'll eventually like connect the parables to each other and what kind of is the overarch of where we're going. We will see. These. We'll yeah. see. That's yeah. a, I'm not saying that we're going to make that happen, but I think that would be nice. So <laughs> let's read it and then let's see if we can find anything. So this good. is Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew 25th chapter verses one through 13. So then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. 10 bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. And when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. And as the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No. There will not be enough for you and for us. 
you'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. And later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Mm. All right. Um, Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, so first off, this is Jesus speaking, right? So, I mean, so yeah. to contextualize that. Mm-hmm. Um, Two disciples? Um, well, he was to disciples in the in 24. Is it still disciples? I think it is. I think oh, that's who he is. Oh, he came still, out of the temple. Okay. Yeah, I think he's still. But I think that's important to. His disciples came to point. I mean, yeah, so the, it's. He's, I think well, he was talking he to his them. disciples mostly. Yeah, yeah that's a good so question. it's not like the crowds of people. So this is a parable for those who are closely in relationship with Jesus, who are meant to kind of be the leaders of the people, right? And to continue on after him. Yeah. Because, too, it's got that, like, the end is coming, right? We're getting into that period. There's some nice apocalyptic tones here. The end is coming, but the end is coming for Jesus, too. Yes. Right? So there's that, that kind of, like, awareness as well that, like, there's only so much time. These people got to get it together for what they're going to do afterwards. Cause we're in Jerusalem, right? When we're coming out of the temple, we're in Jerusalem. So Jesus is going to be crucified soon. Right. And so this parable, um, in many ways, right. Is, is contextualized to an audience that is, is trying to understand what, what something means about what is coming. And, um, but I want to I want to push back a little bit and say that I think that one thing that's important is not thinking about this necessarily through entirely an eschatological lens, thinking just mm-hmm. about end. Because I think that like to do so in some ways shifts some of the how we think about time in this parable. And I think that thinking about time in this parable is actually kind of interesting. Because you have like the ten right like when we normally think end times, we think hurry up, get ready, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in some ways this parable actually says that's not the point. The point is to be prepared because it's going to be a long journey the and delay. we don't know. Are you thinking about the delay? Yeah, the delay, yeah. but also just like the that they brought extra oil, that mm-hmm. like the failure was in some ways was to was to be prepared or to have I mean I've heard it metaphorized as to have cared for themselves mm-hmm. in a way that they were ready for when that time came. Right, that the oil is an, a metaphor for what we carry with us or what we do mm-hmm. on our journey, which you know that could be an interesting thing to to uh, um, glom onto. But I f- think like the time piece is really interesting to me. That the ones that that th- that thought short sightedly, oh, I can just do that. L- this will just be quick. We've got this. Mm-hmm. It's um, coming. It's, it's coming. right around the corner. Yeah, and in our world of instant gratification and all of mm-hmm. that, that feels like very appropriate yeah. to be a critique of that to say that no, this is. Mm-hmm. God's time. I mean, it's kind of Kairos Kronos type of thing. Like God's time is not that your time mm-hmm. in that same way. And I think in connection with that, when I'm thinking about the good news and thinking about the disciples are the ones who are hearing this. Yeah. Recognizing that Jesus is letting them know, right. That it's going to be a while, right. The yeah. kingdom of he's, he starts it. What I was really struck by on this read too, is that he says, then the kingdom of heaven will look like this, Right. So it's that reminder, the kingdom of God will be near to you. 
mm-hmm. but it's going to be a while until the bridegroom appears until I re re reshow show up again right reshow um yeah but it, it, it like to me that sounds like good news right and that god's time is good news is that god is helping us along the way right preparing us for that like you said the taking i like that idea of the taking care of yourself in the oil yeah. and it makes me think like what else kind of oil is kind of symbolic of right yeah. when you have like yeah. the olive oil the anointing right the yeah. Jesus being um, cared for by Mary, right, right, with the oils, right, yeah, the anointing the of the body and, the and all of that, yeah. right. It's like this essential element for for life. And when you think about it being like the lamp and lighting it, lighting the way as well, right? Yeah, you're gonna have to carry like these elements of Jesus with you, right? The light, yeah, but Jesus isn't gonna physically be with you. Yeah, and in some ways that I like that metaphor even more because in some ways this story then it's not about um I mean it's the foolish ones, right? But it's the foolish mm-hmm. ones thinking um in some ways the the parable is not that they're foolish in the sense that they're failures. I mean mm-hmm. and the, the locking out is kind of a problematic interesting piece, but like but at the same time like it's it's that it's that they haven't cared for themselves to have enough energy for the rest of the journey. Yeah. Right. That like, yeah. I think about this, like, like how do we nurture ourselves spiritually and mm-hmm. care for ourselves so that we can be present mm-hmm. for when that, that time is needed. And I think that that image is really powerful, especially thinking about, um, you know, I just visited somebody in hospice, but thinking about what does keeping vigil look like, mm-hmm. right. As we are present to people in need. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, that that's true in all of our lives, whether it be at work or mm-hmm. at home or with mm-hmm. pets, with, I mean, whatever it is, we're, it's just, we're on call in different ways yeah. in our lives. And I feel like that it's that question, how are we carrying our, how are we carrying, carrying ourselves and caring for ourselves yeah. in a way that le- leads us to be um, ready for God's kingdom's inbreaking of love and grace, or yeah. whatever. However, I mean, maybe that's over metaphorizing it, but like, no, I think that's kind of cool. I really like that, and I've been thinking a lot about this week too. Um, since I've been doing some stuff with um, reading a book about interfaith dialogue, yeah. um, thinking about what's the onus or what's the focus of our faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in this parable, it can draw us. It can draw us so much into being worried about. The end times, right? Being prepared. Yeah. Are you prepared when Jesus comes? Is he going to choose you? Are you going to be in the banquet feast, right? This is like, um, did you pack your, did you pack your wedding garment in your lunchbox? Yeah. Like from earlier. <laughs> oh like yeah. The parable about the guy that didn't have his wedding outfit yeah. got thrown out. It's like, wait, what a second. Hold on. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, is that what it's about? Or is it about like recognizing that this is a journey, right? There's going to be, it's going to be a long time with the delay. And how are you practicing your faith in the meantime, right? If it's drawn out over a long period of time. Which in some ways then makes the I don't know you, mm-hmm. makes it not a, a I don't know you, but mm-hmm. a, I don't see you right now. You're missing. Mm-hmm. Like that Jesus is saying, I don't know you. Yeah. Like you don't know me. You don't like know this, me. This I don't know you is not a a flippant I don't know you. Mm-hmm. It's a I don't know you because I don't see the oil that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. I don't see you in a different. I mean, does that? I mean, in some ways, that's kind of powerful too to think like that. This not knowing is is how are we known? 
mm-hmm. right? What what does that look like? I mean, yeah, I know that that's, that's really that's a really hard part for me. Jesus being like, I don't know you, right? right? Like, yeah. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Um, but do you think? I mean, but it's a parable of the Lord saying, "I don't know you," right? The Lord says, I don't know you. And it's kind of like, and it's that, it's that, do I, do I recognize who you are? Because I've, I can't see you anymore because you're not, you haven't cared for yourself. Right. I feel like we, you know, so to over pastoral carousize this, right? Like if you experience somebody who's lost an addiction, they've lost some of themselves. Yeah. Right. And, and like, um, and it's like, do we know them in the same way anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the answer is yes and no, it's both, but like, it's mm-hmm. complicated. And in some ways I feel like this is kind of this, that the kingdom of God is that Jesus is saying, you're going to be, you're going to be seen. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are you going to be known in a way mm-hmm. that you can be seen? And I don't like the implications of that, you know, that that we can't be seen as beloved children of God. I don't like that idea. Yeah, so but I don't think that's what this is trying to do. No. Either. So maybe here the problem for me is that I'm too entrenched in this like eschatological idea of it. So I wonder if we just like peel that away and let it go. Because when you pull that away, this is not like a final thing, right? No. Like Jesus uh-uh. has come, they're having the wedding banquet. The door is closed. He says, I don't know you right. I don't know you right now. And it says, stay awake then. Right. Stay awake. Right. But it's like, because I what, want to know you. What could happen next? Right. I wonder if we continue this story. Um, so often, you know, when I'm thinking about, like you said, with people with like addiction, right? Yeah. It's not, there are many people who have experienced addiction who have lost themselves. Right. And we lose ourselves all the time. Right. Oh, absolutely. In many different things. But that doesn't mean that you can't be found again. Right. You yeah. can't come back. Oh, absolutely. Right? And it's a matter of reconnecting. Right. With the oil that gives life. Right. The the lamp, the remembering. Totally. Right. Totally. This remembering, this practice of remembering and coming and knowing God in that remembering. And that remembering, but I would say the remembering is also, and I think this is one of the things that I love about this passage is that it's embodied. Yeah. Is that, is that remembering is not just a mental activity, mm-hmm. but it's what we carry. Yeah. Right. That like it's, it's a, to keep vigil and to stay awake mm-hmm. means we have to have the energy to stay awake, which means we have to have carried and understand where we are in this in our body. I mean, like just thinking yeah. about this parable from the perspective of like the, the oil that we carry and that we tend is, is our good works or whatever you mm-hmm. want to talk. I mean, however we name it or, or our spiritual care of ourselves, our mm-hmm. spiritual discipline, that's probably better, but like the stuff that's but, given us life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like, but the, at that point, then it becomes to remember is also to tap into who we are mm-hmm. into something that is deeper than just, um, mental memory right like mm-hmm. that there's something physically there's woven a knowing into it. about it there's a knowing right? and in some ways that's also the the knownness right mm-hmm. embodied knowing mm-hmm. um which is also really powerful yeah. to think about that makes it much more relational too it does like you yeah. can stop and you can check yourself in the moment and be like within what i'm doing right now how i'm living how i'm existing in this world would jesus know me you yeah. know yeah. Right? Would Jesus know me as one of his disciples? Ooh. And I think that's putting it further, right? And, and that's, that's kind of like, is that is that the zinger for maybe the disciples? For the like, disciples, is right? Is this essentially like, hey guys, um, mm-hmm. 
do I know you? Yeah. So if if Jesus is thinking about this in not the end times, but in the end of his time on earth, right? Yeah. yeah. If he comes back and his disciples aren't doing as he has asked them to do, right? Which is go make disciples. Right. right? Um, continue, continue on, right? Even when it's hard, even when you don't see me present, right? Continue on. It is this kind of message that, yeah, yeah the, will I come back and will you be a disciple, right? Totally. And I feel yeah. like in some ways that is how this ties into the next parable and like the, the burying the talent, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. this notion of like, of asking the question of what do we do with what we have been entrusted with? Mm-hmm. And in some ways that's that. Yeah. That's those pieces, yeah. right? And like that, the disciples are being asked, what are you doing? They're in being this entrusted time? with a lot. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. And they're being told that they will they have been given the gifts and will be given what they need. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is not they're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um and in some ways it's that question of do they trust that, but also do they are they caring for themselves in a way that allows them mm-hmm. to hold on to that. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, I, I like that a lot better, right? That that's the connection. And I think yeah. e- even the, sorry, I moved away from Mike, but even um, is the one before that kind of following in that too, the faithful or the unfaithful slave. Oh, yeah. The master is delayed. Um, yeah, and punishes. He begins to beat his fellow slaves and eats and drinks with drunkards. The master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and he will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The hypocrites, right? The yeah. people who say they're following Jesus but aren't really following yeah. Jesus. And, and the literal is he, they, he will be cut off, not be to cut pieces. Off. Not cut to pieces. <laughs> cut off. Cut off. But cut off from and, any any support. And at um, what point is that he cut himself off, right. Well, and I feel like in some ways that's kind of where these the oil is too. Mm-hmm. Is it's this question of do we how do we understand being prepared, but also about caring so that we can care for others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, the Boy Scout in me is like, be prepared. That's awesome. That's the message of some of this. And I'm like, at the same <laughs> time, I'm like, but it's not. It, mm-hmm. It's not entirely mm-hmm. because the prepared is not about having enough oil as in like being like I brought the jug mm-hmm. being prepared as being like I'm caring for myself in a way that means that I'm not exiling others I'm not shutting doors mm-hmm. right well I'm then why didn't those like, wise bridesmaids bring enough oil for everybody see and that's the big thing too <laughs> that's the other piece about this parable that drives me batty is yeah. I'm just like Jesus talks about sharing all the time mm-hmm. and here are these wise bridesmaids who are like uh-uh sorry it's midnight go to the oil sales guy and like wake him up and get some because like you didn't bring enough and which which apparently they do which is mm -hmm. also absurd and then they come back and it's like and it's too late it's too late but part of it is it's it's too late right now it's too late right now there is there is hope at the end of this passage right like Mm -hmm. it's it's not just i don't know you it's i don't know you stay awake like pay attention Mm -hmm. to the world around you yeah um and it's like be your wake-up call yeah, and I think whereas the ones that knew, they're being rewarded in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Be- not because they were generous with the others, mm. right? Not because they're but better because bridesmaids, they but because for their own needs, they cared for their own needs. Which uh-huh. that's a profound thing mm-hmm. for Jesus to say, right? Is to say it matters that you care for yourself. Yeah. 
take care of your own and the disciples too. I, I imagine like if Jesus is speaking to the disciples, right? It's this take care of take care of your own self, right? But your own spiritual well being as well, because a lot is going to be asked of you. So yeah. make sure you're tending to yourself, right? Yeah. And there's something nice about that too, you know. There is. There's, really something there's nice. almost like this is like Jesus's little parable about selfish is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the context of mm-hmm. caring for your own. Yeah, making sure own, your cup is own full. Health. Yeah. That your oil lamp is ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that image and that metaphor is powerful and beautiful. I think, you know, I, I really love where we've gone with this. I do think we haven't really wrestled with some of the problems of this parable. But, like, I also feel like I, I, I don't necessarily want to. But recognizing, because, like, like you set it up at the beginning, right? Recognizing that it's a story. Yeah. And we take from it what we need at a specific time. I know. Yeah. So today I will interpret this a different way than I will a week from now. Exactly. Right? And that that's or okay. Prob- I right? hope so. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that is one of the things too about parables that Jesus doesn't often explain them. No. Right. No. Which confounds the disciples. They're like, oh man, would you yeah. please just explain this to but us? But it leaves it open for it to be living. That is true. And for us living, that's what we need right now. Yes. So. Yes. And that's okay. And maybe it's explaining that too, because I don't think people think of it that often as like how living the word can be, right? That mm-hmm, you can come to mm-hmm. it at different times and places and draw different meanings. And that doesn't mean that one meaning is more valuable than the other. It just means that that's the meaning you need in the moment. And it also doesn't mean that one is right or wrong. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing is we so often, and I think this is, you know, thanks to our education system in part, but like we're taught that there are right ways and wrong ways to interpret Mm. And to be fair, there are some. There are ways mm-hmm. to abuse texts and to misuse them. But in many ways, from a spiritual lens, um, reading and interpreting them for ourselves, there is so much um, breadth mm-hmm. to where we can land. Yeah, there isn't there isn't one way mm-hmm. um, to do that. And like, if we think that God is a living God, why wouldn't the word be living too? Oh, absolutely. Like if we think God comes to us with what we need at different times and places, why wouldn't that be revealed in the word? Yeah. As well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in this, you know, one of the things too, that I I think in some ways this parable actually teases out a little bit, uh, but that kind of makes me think about that too, is that breadth is also about length of time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like that it's different in different times. Um, which means it's not about fast mm-hmm. and speed. But I also feel like it's also a reminder that um, that the meaning that comes in different times comes together to build the whole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the image of a cathedral, like it took generations mm-hmm. and generations to build some of these cathedrals, lots of other problems with that, but like, <laughs> but like, but yeah, I wasn't gonna say that, but <laughs> yeah, but like, but, but from the perspective of like, of how different people's love and passion and energy mm-hmm. and different it's, interpretations and understandings weave together yeah. to create a story, like a tapestry, a tapestry, right? yeah, a tapestry I mean, whatever fate. image works, but like, mm-hmm. but that, that, that this sense of time, mm-hmm. um, and in some ways, Jesus is saying, is also reminding us that that time. That being awake, stay awake. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow my night's gonna be different. Yeah. Right? And then it might be different again. But that be, be awake too is just like yeah. the awareness, right? The yeah. con like the mindfulness, the constantly checking in and remembering that like, yeah. Yeah, it's this it's not a literal awakeness in the sense of like stay it's up a, every night. It's don't with be insomnia. complacent. 
No, it's being, it's about, it's saying be present mm-hmm. to God and to the holy mm-hmm. and the divine, but also to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, I think the one another is actually the harder piece to get from this because I think the holy and the divine are much easier parabolized than because mm-hmm. they don't really help each other out. But, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, but I like the idea of the, of that present. I like that mind that there's mindfulness woven into this mm-hmm. story, Yeah, um, which is really powerful. And two, I think, um, helping to kind of like bring bring the parables down a little bit. So often we think of them as an overarching, right? Like, oh, if I've lived my life in a way, then like when I knock on when when Jesus comes, like I'll be ready, I'll be there. But what if yeah. it's like a daily practice, right? Like, yeah. what if today I knocked on the door and Jesus was like, I don't know if you got it today, you know? <laughs> like, but if tomorrow I knock on the door and jesus is like yep you you brought your oil today you brought you know? yourself today right yeah everything what if all it's of a you. daily practice as opposed to like this big like life moment you know which i think is another really powerful thing because the reality is with this parable and i think this is actually a really good reason not to focus on the eschatology of this mm-hmm. is that you know i mean we don't know exactly when Matthew was written, but the fall of the temple was in 70, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was a huge, I mean, it was a nasty war. Like it was, people died. Lots of people died. Ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and that trauma is woven into this notion of like, of this question of when is the last day and what is coming? Mm-hmm. They thought and, it was and coming. And they all thought it was coming. And Paul every, every generation coming. thought it was mm-hmm. coming. And in some ways, this is Jesus's parable saying, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's not about tonight. Yeah. So it's about <laughs> it's about continuing the journey. Yeah. Um, because we don't you don't know yeah. um how this is gonna be. Yeah. So two thousand years later, are we willing just to let it go? Like be like, say it's okay that we don't know, like, but we're gonna live in the moment. Say that it's okay, but I wanna add that it's it's okay, but also to say that um that to live in the moment is to also admit that God's kingdom is always breaking in and yes. yet we're also waiting mm-hmm. still we're still waiting for it mm-hmm. to see it in new ways. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's powerful because I think that in some ways we we sometimes write off that eschatology and be like uh you know it's it's bad mm-hmm. it's bad theology to think about the end time try to calculate the end times they're coming. Yeah. which is fairly true. Yes, it is mm-hmm. bad theology. But like at the same time I think that there is something to be said that that our theology does say God's kingdom is is here and coming yes and yet to come yes and, and so, so i don't need to be worried about the eschatology of it because, because i'm living in the present yeah i am um you know worrying about the oil in my lamp this day yeah and and following jesus this day yeah and so if i focus on that then why would i need to be worried about right yeah the end times of things. Cause that's not for me to say when yeah. it's going to happen or how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, that's a nice way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. All I mean, right. And that, and then we can just like sing, keep your lamps trimmed I and love burning. <laughs> lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps and go I take care of yourselves while you're at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, all right, all right. I think maybe there's some direction here. Good. Um, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Um so it yeah. feels a lot more approachable to me now after we've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think I think thinking about it through the lens of of what we carry and how we journey mm-hmm. is a really powerful one. I like that a lot. And so. to me that's like, oh, I need to hear that. 
I do too. Yeah. I do too. And especially because I think one of the, the subtexts here, and this is kind of a final thought, is the subtext too is that um, is that the ones that fail are also the ones who are exhausted and haven't necessarily managed to take the time to say, I need to renew and, re- mm-hmm. and refuel. The others have been asleep. Yeah, there's, yeah. They've been sleeping. Yeah, they've, they've been, been sl- resting. They've all been sleeping, but like... Mm-hmm. But they had to go out and get the oil. They then at the had to go do it, right? But like mm-hmm. they did. But like I, I feel like it's, it's that it's that notion that the, that it's kind of pointing out that like we fail when we fail to actually acknowledge and name that we need to we care need for mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. and that that's the failure that they that they didn't, they didn't refuel, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't stop and eat lunch. They got hangry, mm-hmm. right? Like they whatever they did, yeah. you know. So anyway. Mm. Yeah. Very good. So I like it. I think that's a lot of good things to think about with this parable. And it sets us up well for the following weeks, too. It does. Mm-hmm. It does for burying money and other things. <laughs> <laughs> other Which reminds parables. me, I got to go dig up some stuff in my yard. Talents? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe, all right. Uh, well, friends, thanks for being with us um, and for uh, bearing with us also as we uh, we... We get back into the flow of rhythms and try to try to engage uh, again in in this journey, uh, which we do enjoy uh, these conversations. So thank you for being part of them um, and journeying with us on this. So once again, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And be well, friends. <laughs>